All right, guys, welcome to episode 96 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about uh, Rathaniel. We talk about X, Ambulance, and how Michael Bay's out of his fucking mind sometimes. Uh, <laughs> we talk about Slay the Spire, a free game on Plus this uh, mm-hmm. this month. Jared Leto's questionable acting skills. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we touch, we dive deep into... Uh, you know, the situation between Carolina Duke and the national championship game in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how one could turn into a mythical supernatural <laughs> being um, <laughs> due to the stress uh, 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 from this fucking game. Uh, and how every single person in the room could look at you sideways. <laughs> <laughs> but first... hiatus um Mm -hmm. uh, i believe it was uh for moving woes so i just just wanted to check in on that make sure you were okay uh (laughs) mentally emotionally from your from your move i mean yeah it's still going ongoing still ongoing Uh, well the thing is it's like i know that if i if i would have taken a day off work or like i don't know like just been like one afternoon being like all right we're gonna do do like an afternoon and just back and forth back and forth I think I could have done most of it in, like, one or two days. But what I'm doing now is just kind of, like, you know, like, loading up my car. I have a small car. I have a Toyota Corolla. So I'm loading up all the way to the brim. Known and for then... their spacious. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> much so much square footage. Yes. It is insane. Yes, yes. <laughs> but so I, I fill the thing up to the brim. And then I, um, you know, take it over to Sydney's because she lives really close to where we're going to live together. But I'm still, like. 25 minutes-ish from it. Okay. And so, like, I'll go over there, I'll unload everything, and then because I'm like, well, I don't want to go home because it's like, yeah. I want to go all the way back home just to come back here, I just unload everything and then I go, you know, see at her place. And because it's doing that, it's like, you know, every day I just do a little bit, kind of chipping away at it, like, yeah. like you know. And so, like, last night, that's what I did, and then tonight after this, after we record, um, I'm going to you know, load up the car and then just head over there, drop it off, and then sleep at her place and then come back and basically just do that. Until the weekend. And then this weekend's like, that's when I want to be like, all right, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those are like the big, like, all right, it's getting done. We're getting, I, at least for me. Yeah. I'm like, I want to finish or at least be like mostly done so that when I come back here on Monday, I'm like, oh, look, you know, I forgot a trash can or, you know, something small. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, it's one of those things where like, if you had an actual deadline, it would get done. But like, Without the imminent deadline yeah, of, because mm-hmm. I think you said you had basically all of this month to move out. Oh yeah, I mean I have, I have until May sixth. Right. right. So without that imminent deadline, it's like, ah, fuck. I'll just do a little bit here and there, and, <laughs> and then it takes right. way longer uh, instead of ripping off the band aid in one one quick uh, one quick rip. So yeah, all right. Well, good to hear. Make sure everything's mm-hmm. okay. You didn't uh, like throw uh, a sofa from your second. For uh, balcony <laughs> onto your car, like I. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
Um, so with that being said, uh, I'll go ahead and start um, with something I've been watching because I, you know, we had a little more time between. Um, and you had sent me a link uh-huh. to an article by Film Crit Hook, which I just realized I don't think I've come back to. Um, but it was about uh, Rathaniel, the special by Jared Carmichael, mm-hmm. um, yeah. comedy special. And uh, it was really good. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it. Or no, no, yeah, yes. Yeah, because yeah, I, I've, I've liked his stuff for forever. So I remember um, him being, or I'm noticing him the first time in Neighbors. Mm-hmm. And he, every line, like every bit in Neighbors, he was amazing in. Like I'd never even heard of him. He was just like awesome. Like he has like so many little bits and he's like awesome supporting character in that. <clears throat> so then, um, you know, he had a, 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 an NBC show that was like short lived. And then he had a couple of HBO specials that I, I think I watched one of them. And then I saw somebody, you know, Film Crit Hulk talk about this one about being really good. And I was like, oh, dude, he's awesome. He's really funny. And so I sent it over to you because I know you also like watching stand up specials. Um, and so I, I meant to watch it last weekend, but of course, moving happens and stuff. And, and even this week, I've been like, you know, I could put it on my phone. I could have it while I'm moving and stuff. Like, I haven't even been able to start a new show um, because of the move. But yeah, and so I, um, you said you watched it. Did you like it? What, what did you think? Yeah, so I thought it was really good. Um, I think calling it a comedy special is, is using the phrase comedy extremely loosely. Um, mm-hmm. It is really like don't get me wrong he does obviously sprinkle in jokes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because that is what it is ultimately um but uh it's really like watching someone just like spew out like just a cathartic like like having a cathartic experience like he i mean most of it uh, if not all of it is about his family basically and it's Mm. like like i said he sprinkles in jokes here and there not even just here and there i mean there are good jokes in the thing it's not like he just throws one in there to try and keep it light um but like you know he's he talks about some like really tough relationships he has with his family um you know he has some tough announcements uh you know what i mean like in there's There's a couple things about it, but, like, I think he ties it all together pretty well. Um, so, like, ultimately, I still think it was, like, what I'm 100% glad I watched it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you would recommend this to someone other than to be, like, it's really good. Because, like, if you say, like, it's a comedy special, there's going to be a lot of people that are, like, what the fuck was that? Like, that is mm-hmm. not what I was expecting. Yeah, somebody um, called it, like, um... Uh, public therapy session. Yeah, yeah, After exactly. I... That's yeah. That's why I use the word cathartic. It's just like yeah. him just spewing out everything. It, spewing is a little. It, it's not like he's just yelling or just nonsensically saying it, but he's just like letting out a lot of his frustrations and confusions and difficulties and stuff. But doing it through that function of like, this is my comedy special. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And also to that end, like I don't know. I mean. If you've noticed, most lately, most comedy specials are like a guy in a giant theater and an auditorium being filmed. His is like filmed in like a very close, like in a club. But I mean, like it's like pitch black, other than him. Mm-hmm. But like it seems like the the 
there there's a puss uh, person within ten feet, right? Yeah. Like like they are close. Like it, yeah. it is very tight, very packed in, mm-hmm. um, very intimate sort of setting. Yeah. Uh, so that's you know that's just well, kind of to lead you into what we're talking about. You know what I mean? We're not. Yeah. It's like Gober, it's like Chris room. Rock owning the stage, you know, being loud to the crowd, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, also, the crowd has, like, moments in this, I guess. Like, it's not like... Like, people in the crowd will ask him questions, and then, like, you know, it'll lead into, like, something else. And Whenever stuff like that happens, I'm always like, hmm, was that planted? Like, even if you mm. really wanted to talk about it, but I'm like... Sometimes I'm like, some of these questions just seem too perfect. <laughs> like, they led you into your next thing real well. Um, but, I mean, like, he does literally have conversations with people in the audience, crowd, uh, small group of people there. Um, I Yeah, I had heard, yeah, because I was listening to a podcast this morning, my, my weekly film one. Um, the one that I usually listen to. And they said, um, sort of what you just said. Which is that he was like, you know, he had people in the crowd, and then some of them are a little, it's a little too convenient, you know, a little too, like, hmm, that's a, you know, not a plan. Yeah. But, there's a but, couple, there's a couple questions where I, like, I feel like it really, did, like, maybe one or two, where it seems to actually catch him off guard a little bit, mm-hmm. and he, like, has to, like, think about how to respond. But there's a couple of them that he just, see like, he says, like, or, like, that happened, and it leads to his next thing. And either, A, this man is, one, just the most incredible comedian ever, where, like, or or even just public speaker ever, to, like, while cameras are rolling for your, you know, recording of the thing you're going to put on HBO Max, that you're able to just, like, seamlessly flow together or you know that is a thing Mm -hmm. that you were prepared for in some way you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but but even still like i still think that i don't think that hinders the experience at all you know what i mean like even with that being said that's just a weird thing i noticed you know what Mm -hmm. i mean um but i ultimately i it still gets him where he was going to go anyways and uh, it's still worth watching and i think it's you know i it was a very unique experience, to say the least. Um, it's not like any other thing I've watched I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I I definitely want to watch it still. I want to download the, um, you know, if I don't watch it, at least download it. You know, watch it on, on, um, on my phone or, or you know, while I'm moving. And do you think I would if I have it on? Do you think I would be I would need to be Watching it, like watching his, like, do you think that's part of it? Like him watching his performance? Yes. I. Well, it's tough because like, all right, literally I was going to say yes. You said the word performance and I was like, well, he's not really doing a performance. Um, and like instantly I like recoiled. Uh, but it's, mm-hmm. I, I, I think you kind of do. Um, he's not putting on a performance. Like I, I'm sure if you've listen to comedians talk about anything you know they when they they get their routine down they have like body movements planned and timed Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they get it like down to the point they know exactly how to do something to move their body or say a certain thing um to elicit the reaction they want this isn't that he's not none of his reactions seem to be like um like uh, like a a part of any joke or thing he says Mm -hmm. but i think there are because so much of this is like a public therapy session, 
Like, there are long pauses of silence where, like, sometimes I think, like, the expression on his face can put you maybe in a different frame of mind than just a silence. You know what I mean? Like, like you can see he's struggling with this, or he's confused by this, or he's unsure about this. But, like, there's a lot where he's just kind of, like, paused and not saying anything. And I don't know how much of that comes through if you're not watching him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You, you couldn't differentiate one kind of pause from another if you're just hearing. You know what I mean? Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do think you probably... I, I do think it's... I mean, you could probably watch it without... Without... Yeah. Or you could listen no, to it without watching it, but... I think to get everything out of it, you should probably. Okay, yeah, yeah, I probably will. Yeah, I wasn't sure it was like, you know. Because sometimes you get, um, who, like, I haven't watched, like, we've talked in here before about stand-up specials, but I, I haven't watched one, like, proper one um, in a while. And the one that, I, that sort of came to mind when you are talking about him sort of just being in, like, a smaller atmosphere would be something like the Dave Chappelle ones that yeah. he's done recently. Where he's just sitting on a stool and he's, like, smoking a cigarette, right? Yeah. Um, and for those, like, I remember watching one of them, the one that he put up for free, we talked about on here a couple yep. months back, I was working and I just had it up on my phone and I wasn't even watching, I was listening to it, right? And I don't mm-hmm. think I missed any of the impact from that, from right. that, so. Um, also, like, just off the top of my head, I feel like there's, you know, if comedians rely a lot on, like, explaining things or, you know what I mean? That kind of thing isn't really necessary to watch. Like, off the top of my head, I don't feel like you'd need specifically to watch a George Carlin special. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's all just him mm-hmm. just talking about the ridiculous things. You're not really visualizing or seeing anything. Um, and to that end, I mean, comedy specials used to be sold on CDs. So, yeah. you know, that, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I think a lot of comedy does work, Arati. I just think this is kind of, because it's such a weird, unique experience, I do think you kind of have to watch it. I will say I did not realize this man was from Winston Salem in North Carolina. Here. Oh, nice! And so I just I looked him up. Yeah, Winston Salem. Nice. Yeah, he's the best. Oh, uh, he. Uh, if you ever watch, get a chance to watch Neighbors. Like I fucking love Neighbors. I've talked about Neighbors on here before. Uh, everybody in there is awesome. Rose Byrne. I've seen it, but I do not remember him in it. Yeah, he he's like one of the frat guys. But he, like I said, he's very very small. Like he only has like, in terms of screen time, it's probably like, three minutes. Four minutes, but he kills it, dude. Like I remember walking out of there, being like, "Dude, that guy's gonna be huge," because he he nails every single line reading, and every little bit. Um, he's the one. I don't know. You said you remember. He's the one. You know where they try to make molds of their dicks for mm-hmm. dildos, and everybody else shaves, and he's the only one who doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's and he's like, you, "You didn't shave your pubes?" And he's like, "No." And he's like stuck. <laughs> okay, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> And he's like, oh, please don't. And he's like, one on three, one, two. And he like screams and shit like that. Yeah, so good, so funny. Okay, but yeah. Um, yeah, so with that being said, I'm probably going to check out some of his other specials just because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was really good. So it's worth yeah. checking out, I think. And like I said, he has a more t- you know, sort of conventional stand-up one on HBO that I remember watching a couple years back. So there should be some on there. All right, good deal. Um, so what's something you've watched uh, recently? Yeah, yeah, so I got uh, two movies. Like okay. I said, the, 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 the I finished Re- Gemstones, and that was right around when we got the keys to the apartment. So I haven't been able to start a new show just because every time, you know, I go to work, or, you know, I work, and then I get off work, and then I'm like, right, let me load up this, and then I'm like, well, you know, I, let me, you know, I got to play you know, Horizon for a little bit, I got to eat dinner, and then before I, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll watch, I'll start a new show, 
at Sydney's when I get there after I unload. And then I unload, I get to Sydney's, and it's like 9.45, and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm just going to like relax, check Twitter, and before I know it, it's 10.15, I'm like, well, I'm just going to go brush my teeth. I'll start it after, and then, before, you know, basically, I'm like, oh, the show, I want to start two shows, but they're both like, you know, like 45-minute shows, and I'm like, eh. and then before I know it, I'm asleep, right? So, right. I haven't been able to watch any shows, but I do have two movies, both yeah. of them in theaters, um, and both of them pretty good. So, I'll start, I'll, um, I'll spend, I'll start off with a quick one real quick. And then I'll go ahead and jump into the one I actually want to talk about for a little bit longer. And the one, that, the quick one, is a movie called X. And it's okay. uh, a horror movie, pretty sort of boilerplate horror movie, that has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And so I was like, I got to see this, right? Like, it's going to be awesome. And this, I think, is one of, is, could be used as an example as to why Rotten Tomatoes isn't the end-all be-all. Because when you hear a 96% horror movie, you think of, like, Get Out, right? Where it's like, right. there's horror, but there's something else there, right? There's like a little bit extra oomph. Or something like The Lighthouse, or uh, what, oh, the one I love, Hereditary, right? Mm-hmm. Where you watch it, but it's like, wow. Like this is, you know, quote, quote, elevated horror, right? right. And so I went into this thinking that it's that as well. And so, um, but it's not. So X is about um, a group of young adults, I think it's like six or seven of them, who go... Who, who like go to a, an old timey farm house in 1970s Texas, um, and they're renting a house like a sort of back house from this old 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 couple. And the reason they're renting one is because they're gonna film a porn movie, and they're gonna make it big. You know, they're gonna film a porno, they're gonna make it big. They're gonna go to Hollywood. <laughs> and so then they get there, and it all goes awry when the old people find out what they're actually doing there. And that's sort of just the setup, right? Okay. Very like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Very like, what are you kids doing on my farm? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so it is very like 1970s too. It like looks like it. Okay, it's even edited like it. Like there's this thing where it's very weird. It's like when a movie is transitioning to a different scene, it'll like cut back and forth real quick. It'll be like bang, 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 and then it'll go to the other one. It's kind of hard to explain, but I'm like, oh, that I must be I like know a what you're talking about 1970s thing. Yeah, um, and. So the movie, I'll say the movie overall, I enjoyed it. Right? It's a, it's like, it, I, I, it's the peak example of what this can be, basic, right? Mm-hmm. You and I have talked about, uh, like an action movie where you go, that's you know, an action movie that's like just like the best version of that, right? There, there mm-hmm. doesn't, there's no extra bells and whistles. It's just like boom, action, pure action, and I feel like that's what this is with horror, just like okay. lean, you know, you get teens, they have sex. And then these people find them, and then you set up these, like, uh, chases or uh, action scenes in it. Um, and they're, like, you know, it builds, it builds, and then somebody gets killed, right? And the next person comes up. It's like, Jim, are you out there? Follows, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, that kind of stuff. And so then the movie ends, and I'm like, that, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I don't think it's 96%. And I think the reason that it's 96% is the ultimate fault or the ultimate flaw in Rotten Tomatoes, which is that if you lined up 10 people and you asked them all, did you think X, did you enjoy X? They would all, nine of them would say yes. Right. But if you ask them, hey, what did you, what would you grade it? I'm sure all of them would give it a B or B minus. Right. Right. And I think that's the ultimate thing where if you do like the average, you get a B, B minus, but it looks like an A or a, a, you know, a plus almost because every, there's nothing, it's basically the best version of this. Like, everybody puts in a great performance. You care about these characters. The kills are great. The tension's great. It's, like, the most lean, best version of what this is. Um, 
and so yeah, I mean, I, I if if you are a horror fan, mm-hmm. I think there's this is like one that you'd be like, this is awesome, right? Like characters sometimes do some dumb shit, but that, like for me, I don't know. Wow, that's dumb, <laughs> right? Because that's what they all do, right? right? But this isn't Get Out. This isn't don't you know when you know if you look at the score, you'd be like, wow, 96, 95, 94, oh, 97, right? You see like the Babadook, Hereditary, uh, The Witch. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, the one with the uh, with the Sweden uh, Midsummer, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is that. not those. <laughs> no, no. This right. is just and honestly, I'm honestly surprised it's even that high because I think this is something pretty similar to kind of like the the Halloween one, the one the Danny McBride one made like oh, okay. four years ago. Like just simple, lean, great kills, good characters. But that one's probably like at sixty or seventy percent. So I, I don't quite get it, but hey, whatever. Um, and so that's X. Ooh, okay. And so, if, do you think you're going to watch it, or probably not? Uh, probably not. Okay. So, if you're going to watch X, if that sounds enticing to you, I would say skip ahead exactly one minute. Okay. Starting now. Okay. So, something that I really liked is that the old lady in the movie, she sort of becomes infatuated with the the final girl, the main girl, right? Okay. Her name, I think I forget, I forget what her name is, but anyway. And so, at the end of the movie. I mean, it's pretty clear that the old lady's prosthetics. Like, an, it's not a, an old old lady. It's like somebody wearing prosthetics. Okay. And so I Googled it, and I was like, who was the lady who played the old lady? Because I'd love to know, because I want to see the, like, what she looks like. Maybe it's like a 40-year-old woman, a 30-year-old woman, whatever, okay. right? And it turns out that the final girl, the main final girl, plays the old lady as well, the one that's killing them. And so what? she's doing, like, both roles. And I was telling my friend Andy, who went with me, like, dude... That's insane because that makes sense because like any shot that the two of them were together, it was like over the shoulder for both of them. They were never in the same shot, and I didn't even realize it until after I googled it. And it was also uh, why was though? Nuts. Like, what do you like? What does the film I, gain from that? Like, I think are there thematic the, the, things? There's thematic is, stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So end of spoilers now. Eep. So I do. So maybe I, I sold it sold it a little bit short because there are thematic elements that I do think combined the perpetrators of the of the violence and the people who are the victims. So there is a little bit extra oomph, right? So, but there isn't but ultimately, enough. Ultimately, I don't think it plays into that very aggressively. It's based not, on yeah, it's not me. like, like, get out, right? Like, I keep right. bringing up get it's out. It's not trying to throw it in your face and be like, look at how all these things are. Right, like, right, right. Like, it, it touches on it slightly, and I think the connection between the, the younger woman and the older woman is interesting. And definitely you, you go, huh. Wrong place, wrong time, growing up kind of thing. But Yeah, uh, also yeah. it's a very, like, it, it just without even spoiling anything, the thing you told me is, like, very, like, meta, fourth wall breaking, like, way to have to get this thematic message across. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's, it, that message is there, but I do not think they're necessarily trying to tell people about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you... You said you didn't even notice, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. until like after the right. fact. So right, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it wasn't. I, I literally had to Google it, but I, I <laughs> well, I Google well, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to explain it because then after the credits, there's like a little thing that sort of turns everything on its head. Uh, Not a little okay. bit, but like a little bit, but just okay. Enough. All right, um, so, but, so um, X, uh, 96% so yeah, misleadingly, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you would, in the same example, you would still rate it fresh, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I give it a. I think it was like a three, or maybe a three and a half. I think it said three. Like, okay. cause that's the thing is that I don't. I don't think. I mean, you and I have talked on here before, man. Like horror movies used to be just the shit of movies, right? Just right. terrible, right? Like, just the not even the barest effort put into anything, 
And I think over the last 10 years, we've seen a, a switch to people watching horror and making horror movies who actually care about, like, movies. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, it was just like, oh, just put a killer with a hook and a raincoat, some girls with big boobs, and just have them run around, right? Like, it, it uh, cash grab to the nth degree, right? Yeah. Another example so, of that, sorry, just to interrupt, yeah, yeah, yeah. please keep your thought. But um, I don't know if you knew this. There was actually a short period of, well, I don't know how short the period of time was, but I do know there was an argument made that that is what happened to the Joker in comic books. Um, at one point, there was an argument that, like, people were saying, like, the Joker isn't even acting like the Joker anymore. They're, like, people are just getting the Joker to do the fucked up things that they want to see in a comic that, like, no other character could do. Um, mm. And so, like, you know, uh, you there's there's an insinuated possible rape of uh bat girl in one of them uh that like doesn't get shown but like definitely you know what i mean it, it's insinuated heavily and i don't even know if they've confirmed that like if anyone has ever confirmed that it's actually something that happened or not and you probably couldn't because it's a comic book at that point but mm-hmm. like there was an argument and i think probably much like horror movies at the time we're talking about where it's like people just wanted to make a movie where like you said, there's tits and somebody's getting slashed up, and so let's just throw it together in a movie, make some money off of it, and keep it moving. Um, right. It's just that parallel that popped into my head when you said that. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean that that lines up perfectly. Where it's like this, you know, just a, just the people will show up, just put it out there, and you know, hope that it sticks. Right. Right. Um. But anyways, the people will become uh, sort of to <clears throat> expect something like get out but you know they used to be garbage now they're you know kind of like prestigious films yeah yeah and i think yeah yeah and i think it's just people who grew up with them who are like we can make better versions of this like i think i remember telling you i watched the kill count series for friday the 13th mm-hmm. and then you know he puts in a little couple of facts about it and be like you know friday the 13th part four was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1987 you know and it quadrupled its budget and then he the movie that he recaps is pure dog shit like just right. shit, right? Like just the, the the worst, just kind of bare bones, like just quote quote movie that you can think of, right? Right. So, um, yeah, like like but getting back to X, yeah, I mean, I, this is like there's no way that anybody is gonna watch this, watch this, and be like, wow, that was a bad made movie. That was a badly made movie. Right, right. So this is this is the best that something like, I guess the fourth. Friday movie, you know what I mean? Like, this is the best that something like that can be because it's not going for anything other than to just be a horror movie, really. But, um, it's still done well with effort as opposed to some of these older ones. Mm-hmm. Would you exactly. say that's a yep. fair, yep. uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But yeah, so absolutely. that's X. Um, yep. Yep. the next movie you watched, yeah, the next one is Ambulance. So, okay. this is the the new movie by Michael Bay. And I would like to was... say that based on the previews of this, the first time I saw it, because I saw Jake Gyllenhaal, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, this might be good. And then, like, every time I've seen the preview since, I've been more and more like, I think this is going to be bad. Like, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. see how this is going to be go well. Um, but I could be wrong because I've seen nothing but good things about it. So I'm waiting for you to tell me how wrong I was and that it's a great movie. It was... Pretty good. Okay, <laughs> I was. It was pretty good. I would say. Uh, um. So the the it, it, it's it's really interesting because, um, 
so I guess I'll just give you the overall, just my thoughts, and I'll go into it. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. It's a good action. Jake Gyllenhaal is like a ten the whole time. Did you did you watch uh, Far From Home, the one yes. where he's Mysterio? You know, at the end when he's on the bridge and he's like trying to do his act, right? Yeah. In his final London Bridge act, and he's like, you know, Avengers level event, and and he's like, fire all the drones, and he's like, don't fuck. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So he's at that the whole movie. Like ten, like the whole time. Like when you meet him, up. yeah, yeah. Like he's like, like the opposite up. of Nightcrawler, like where he's just fucking yes. like yeah. weird yeah. and peering he, into everything. Yeah, like he 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 is like pure like, let's go right. Like yeah. he he um. It's just weird lines during the whole time. Like he, he's like, she's like, I wish I wasn't here, and he's like, Well, I wish I didn't have herpes, Cam, but we're here now. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. Just dumb lines like that, but just like weird, like. And then she like, uh, the, the, uh, somebody gets like a fire extinguisher spray all over him, and he's like, Come, come on, man, it's a cashmere because he's got like a sweater on uh, in the middle of it. So basically, the, the movie is Jesus Christ. Um, this movie sounds awful. <laughs> the movie is um, Yaya Abdul Maten, um, Candyman. He was in Candyman. And him and Jake Gyllenhaal are brothers. And um, uh, Abdul Maten's wife needs a surgery. Mm-hmm. And so he comes to, to, to Jake Gyllenhaal and he's like, hey, man, like I need an opportunity. I need some sort of job. I need I need something, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what about if I give you not just some money, I get you all the money. And so he's like, I'm gonna, we're going to rob a bank. It's going to be super easy. We're going to get in and out. And then we're going we're gonna, to like, – we already have it all set up. It's going to be routine, right? But then, of course, it doesn't go routine, and they end up having to kidnap an EMT in an ambulance with a cop, like, inside who's, like, bleeding out, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's the movie. The whole movie's, like, them chasing it. So, of course, they can't, like, shoot out the tires or, like, you know, blow them up or shoot them from distance because mm-hmm. they'll hurt the cop. Right? I, be- I believe one of the lines I heard in this trailer was, it's one of our own in there. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so that's what it keeps the tension, right? Yeah. And so that's it. That's the pretty much the premise, and the whole movie is just like a high-wire thing. So the things I do want to focus on real quick before we move on is, um, one, the movie just kind it, of, it's, it's kind of, it's overlong. It's two hours and 15, but I thought it could have been easily, like, an hour 45 or maybe just two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, I don't want to say it, it feels long, but when you go, you're like, damn, that kind of movie was kind of long. Like I told Sydney when we were walking out, I was like, damn, that movie was like two hours, right? Like I, I thought it was going to be like 145. And she was like, no, it was 2 and 15. Like it says it's 135 on IMDb. Yeah. I was like, damn. Okay. So it feels fast, but it also feels its length, if that makes any sense, right? Okay. Like it, it feels long, but you also go, oh, well, you, you thought it felt long? Well, it was actually longer than that. So I don't know if maybe that's, a good thing that the movie does? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like getting somewhere late and being like, wow, I'm five minutes late. What the fuck? But it's like, yeah, but Google said we were going to be ten minutes late. It's like, well, <laughs> we're still late. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so that's one. And the second one that I really, really liked, and the reason that I thought the movie was going to be shorter, is because the movie starts and you get sort of like a very simple setup. You know, he's he's calling, uh, Abdul Matan's calling like insurance companies trying to get um, – you know, coverage for his wife for the for the thing, right? And that's like in the first three or four minutes. And then he goes to see Jake Gyllenhaal in like probably like minute like seven or eight. And then when he gets there, it's not like, a, hey man, listen, 
we're going to do a bank robbery in a couple of weeks. And then you get like 20 minutes of them setting up and being like scoping out the place. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you get the high He's like, up. I was about to leave the house to rob this bank right now. That's <laughs> literally how it is, dude. Like, the movie just hits the ground running, dude. Like, I, like you you don't, you see nothing out of the setup. The movie hits the ground <laughs> running. He goes to Jake Gyllenhaal's house. Jake Gyllenhaal answers the door with a fucking ski mask and like bulletproof vest. He's like, uh, What's you're not far off. Oh, my God. It, 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 you have these guys, like, who are setting up behind them as they're, like, talking in this, like, uh, car shop and stuff. And so, basically, dude, like, they, they do the heist and they get the, all the money, which is pretty much like a GTA money, a GTA sort of mission, in, like, the first 15 minutes. And then the rest is just, like, them in the ambulance, like, trying to, like, escape. And it's awesome, right? Because you go – because it's not it, – it, it, it's so weird or it's so unique, to be like, oh, you want a heist movie? We're skipping all the heist setup stuff, which is fun sometimes, but just be like, boom, you're straight into the heist. Because then your mind starts racing, you're like, wow, like they're getting to the heist now? We have like an hour and a half of like pure high octane action, which Bay delivers, dude. Like it is awesome. And so that's one thing I really liked. And another thing I really liked is that he has these insane drone shots where he like starts at the top of a building and he like, you might have seen him in some of the trailers, he like swooshes down and like goes around the ambulance and then like the cops are following them and then he goes, in one scene, a cop car like jumps over a ramp and the car, the camera, like the drone goes under the car and stuff. Mm, okay. And as far as I can tell, there's only really one CGI shot that I thought, that's CGI. And it was when at one point the ambulance is driving like the wrong way down the road and mm. it causes two cars to crash head on and it looks really, really bad. Like it looks really, really <laughs> fake. Which makes me think the rest of this movie, they actually did like for real. Like they actually had like right. cars and shit. Like going through barricades and stuff. Um and so yeah, I mean it was it was a great time. Um, you know, you care about the characters, it's not offensive like other Michael Bay movies. It's it is really really good. I walking out. Sydney and I were both like, she was like, this is like the perfect movie that my dad would love. Like my dad would love this movie. I'm like, yeah. I was just thinking that when I was watching it. I'm like, it's like a great parents movie because okay. you know you just put it on. It's like simple characters you care about, good action, and then a good ending. And like like it's just like a great like parents movie. Um, I will say I had a good I had a um, a pretty funny moment where. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just I'll just send it to you later. But anyway, uh, Sydney during the fight, there's a big climactic action set piece explosion, and mm-hmm. Sydney is like cackling, like 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 a like a little kid. She's like, "Oh my gosh!" Huh? Like laughing and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> when we were walking out, I was like, "You were laughing during that whole thing. That was like the big action dramatic thing, but not laughing in like a making fun of way, but just like, holy shit, this is crazy." And then I sent her a little clip that on Instagram that Michael Bay posted where they where they showed how they did that, the behind-the-scenes stunt. Mm-hmm. And it's nuts, dude. Like, these cars come within, like, two inches of hitting, like, three or four people. God. Um, so let me see if I can find it. But I'll, I'll send it to you later. But, yeah, she was like, wow, that is nuts. I was like, I know, and you were laughing about these people almost getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> you um, were almost laughing at someone's fucking televised funeral. Uh, yeah. So I know most people are calling it this one his best movie since The Rock, um, and I don't I don't think that's the case because well for me because I really like Bad Boys Two and I really like Transformers One, mm-hmm. but and I like Pain and Gain um, from I think twenty thirteen, yeah. um, and I think it's his best movie since then. I think he made this like, uh, you know I think he made like another Transformer since then, and then he made um, this Netflix movie called Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. 
Okay. And that thing cost like 150, 160 mil. And I remember trying to watch it. The thing is a piece of shit, dude. It's almost <laughs> unwatchable. And this thing was made for 40 mil. And it looks awesome. That's, that's how three me... people almost died, is that they, they skipped on the safety budget. Probably. Like, <laughs> it just looks insane. Like, And that's the thing is that I, I kind of wish that his movies, his best movies are always the ones where he's got somebody looking over him, right? Because, like, when he made Transformers 1, he had just made a, a bond, uh, the movie The Island, and it had flopped. And so, you know, the, Spielberg or whoever, DreamWorks, or whatever, was like, hey, look, look we're going to give you a second chance. We're going to let you do this. But, like, don't, know don't that... Don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Keep right? an like, eye on you. Yeah, yeah. And what did he deliver? A nice, crowd-pleasing, fun movie, right? And right. then after that, people were like, well, you know, he did the first one. He must know what he's doing. And they sort of blacked off. And then the more and more you go into the series, the more incomprehensible, just bullshit... Right. It gets just crap on the table. And I feel like that's what happened with Netflix, where they gave him six underground... And he, they gave him all this money, and they didn't check him or ask him anything or say anything. And then he just – it's just too much, right? He, right? he needs to be reined in and focused because when you do that, you get something like Bad Boys 2, which is nuts. And we'll, I, I would love to talk about an appreciation of Bad Boys 2. Maybe we both watch it, and then we, we talk about it because – I'd be willing to do that because the thing is I've never watched any of the Bad Boys movies, which <laughs> – Oh, the thing, you don't need to watch one because two is completely different. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, let's let's yeah let's talk about that off here because uh, I would love to do that. A because I, I it's easier for me to watch that than to start a new show, and it, I would love for you to watch it and just keep note of the things that you would maybe consider problematic, to say the least. Okay. I would say <laughs> okay stuff that you would consider in bad taste, or right. that you would say, "Wow, that is." ugly dude like that is oof right um because i i would love to come in with your notes and your thoughts about it because there, yeah there are scenes in that movie movie (laughs) it well this is so it it was on so when i was at at sydney's parents house a couple weeks ago i think i mentioned on here it was on i was going to sleep and it was on fx or tnt or something right and i don't have cable so i don't ever just have something on and so I was like, you know, let me, while I get stuff ready or brush my teeth, let me put it on. And I ended up watching a good chunk of it. And, dude, like, some of the stuff, I'd be watching it. And they didn't cut it. And I was like, mm-hmm. dude, that would not fly. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> I've tweeted out that it is the most, it is the most American movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. just, like, pure, like... I just don't want to spoil it. I don't want to say yeah. anything. All right. Well, yeah, I'll definitely so, we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll see. Uh, you know, look okay. at the schedule, see what we can watch. Yes, it. yes. Because if you think you can watch it over the next week, I'll make an effort to it. I'll watch it, and we can, you know, okay, get it. Yeah, we can talk about it. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's ambulance. I think if if you have a chance to see it, you know, like on a five dollar matinee, like on a Tuesday or something. Okay. Absolutely worth it. Isn't a great Tuesday movie? Absolutely worth it. That's what I did yesterday. Tuesday movie, awesome. Um, is it worth like a Friday night date kind of thing? Maybe not. Um, but it's definitely worth a stream if you see it somewhere when it eventually shows up. It's great. Um, I didn't even mention, uh, Aitza Gonzalez and she plays the, the EMT that gets kidnapped. She's great too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's Ambulance. I'd say check it out. Like, like it's, it's good. And, and, and it's an, well, it's a remake of a movie. I think of a, of a European movie, but I still think most enough people will think it's, you know, an original idea to actually warrant people to 
you know, go out and, and see these kinds of movies. Same thing with X, you know, even though it is heavily influenced by the 1970s, I think, you know, it's an original story. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'd say ch- check both of them out. Um, if I had to put them in order, probably Ambulance 1, X2, but not by a lot. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's Ambulance. All right, so I've got two other things I want to touch on super briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one of the PlayStation Plus games for free this month is called Slay the Spire. Mm-hmm. And you could not uh, put together a more uh, fucking targeted game for me. Like, this shit, like, I... Alright, so it is a um, turn-based... Uh, I'm gonna say... I don't want to say fighting, um, but it's also not really an RPG. It's a turn-based combat um, deck-building roguelike game. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, roguelike meaning every time you it's a one life one shot you die you start back at the beginning you've lost everything there's no like saves right you mm-hmm. the whole point of the game is that you jump or you know you try to one shot the whole game right yeah um and obviously in order to you know do that more easily you become more familiar with the things that you can run into um, there's usually some like real small permanent unlocks. Um, for example, in this, uh, you can find X, uh, amount of cards as you go mm-hmm. through this little, like a uh, dungeon for lack of a better phrase. Um, as you go through this dungeon, every time you beat a uh, fight, you get a choice of one of three cards. And as you play more with each specific character, uh, they will unlock three new cards that can show up. So it's not that, like, Mm. you get those cards. Mm. It's that, like, now these better cards are also in rotation on your next run. You know what I mean? So, like, it's a small permanent upgrade, but really it's more about you becoming familiar with the the things you can run into. Um, You know how, like, it's like, I have ten health, I can try and do this fight and then rest, or I can choose this other path where I rest first and blah, 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 but there may be other benefits to each. Um, Mm. And also, deck-building games are just, like, my favorite thing. Um, There was a MOBA, which is, like, League of Legends. Um, There was one that came out only on PlayStation 4 called Paragon. Uh, It was, like, a deck-building MOBA. It is always my favorite. So, this shit was just the most targeted something could be. I, I read the description. I was like, well, this is obviously for me. Um... And I played it so far for the past couple of days. It's been great. So, anybody that sounds like they might be interested in that, um, it's free this month. Even if you don't download it, just add it to your library. So if you ever come back to it, you yeah. can download it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that I was gonna um, like add it to my library, like I've, I've done, and I have a bunch that I haven't, I've never played. But mm-hmm. it, you know, if you have it there, you might as well, right? Like, oh, I do the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. So that's, that's all I wanted to say with that one. And then my other thing, uh, first of all, I did not watch this movie that you see here on these notes, I promise. Um, but it, like, I saw this, I felt I vindicated, but it's not, vindication to me, like, I don't know if this is the actual definition, but I feel like you can only feel vindicated if, like, there are a large amount of people in opposition to your view, and I don't think there were. So I just thought I was right, um, which is to say that, like, I saw the previous this movie, Morbius, and I was like, this shit looks like a dumpster. And lo and behold, it has 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. is a fucking dumpster. Um, 
So the I I wrote here Morbius related question. So my Morbius related question is: Is Jared Leto even actually a good actor? Like, what is his deal? Because I feel like he's just been in a bunch of dog shit. It's, like, I like it's very weird. Like he's the Joker in Suicide Squad. That was a dumpster. Morbius dumpster. Like I maybe I just don't know some of. It's the things it's, he's been great in, but like I feel like every time I've ever seen him get hype for anything, like people start to pay attention to something he's doing, it always turns into a dumpster. So I'm like, is he even look good? Like, why are people asking him to carry movies in any significant way? Yeah, I, I it, it's weird because like I was talking to uh, or I was listening to a podcast about it, and they, they sort of asked the same question where they were like, well, he's <clears throat> he's like big right but it's weird when he made this transition like now he shows up like as a lead actor because you know he's in fight club right but he's a small part and he's a good mm-hmm. part of fight club right he's in uh american psycho right you yeah know, he's like what you got a chow or something or, you know he's got the fucking paul allen card he he has an it, oscar yeah for, for supporting right supporting so, actor in dallas yeah. buyers club uh-huh. I, and he, I have never seen that movie. I posed this question to my father, and he was like, "He was really good in Dallas Buyers Club." He was. He was like he he he's this like yeah he's like a good like slimy like character actor sort not slimy but like he's got this like weird like sort of dark energy to him, and it same thing which is used well in Fight Club and in American Psycho, and he's also he was great in the one last year the the House of Gucci like as a supporting like a right. sort of like these wacky like goofy ones. But when they try to make him like this sort of like main villain or like a main actor, it just doesn't work, right? Like with this, with the fucking Morbius, right? Like nobody, who, who, why would anybody go see? Well, people did. It was number one. At the I office. I know a guy who went and saw it, and yes. told me he fell asleep while he was there, and he was like, he was like, but I was really tired, so I think I might go see it again. And I was like, I would not waste your money on that, and I know no. he listens yes. to the podcast, so he might hear me say this. Shout out to you, George. But I was like, I was like, I don't think I would spend your money on it a second time. He was like, oh, was it not good? And I was like, everyone else is saying it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Maybe consider it a blessing that you got a nap instead. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like, ungood. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I, I don't, yeah, I don't get when he made this transition, why he made this transition to like this sort of fancy time actor or like a leading man or like at this attempt to be when this whole career he's been you know at one best as a supporting actor a supporting one yeah like yeah even like when people like i know some people didn't like him in house of gucci last year but i did and I, even then i was like that was good that's like a perfect level of leto in like a perfect role for him if he would have been the if it would have been about him i would have been like wow this is fucking annoying yeah that's it's yeah i just uh yeah i had that thought i was just like i feel like everything i know him for is is currently a dumpster um so i was just wanting to check it uh you know you have more movie knowledge than i do so i was like mm-hmm. maybe maybe ever's gonna be like no he's actually great um but it sounds like we're kind of in this weird spot with him yeah not just like, in my him? shoes but like everyone's kind of like why are we doing this <laughs> yeah it's like what where did, where did this come from why is this here like what <laughs> Why are you trying to make this work? (laughs) Right. You think you'd just, like, do this and we wouldn't notice? Like, what the hell is this? Yeah. All right. That that was all I wanted to bring up about Morbius. I don't want to wax poetic about uh, this fucking movie. Um, So, with that being said, uh, Uh you have on here, 
your NCAA Final Four and Championship game experience because uh, we did have a week hiatus. So, yes. um, Carolina famously uh, sent <laughs> Coach K home for the final time in Coach K's career. We retired him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, I last that man when I was. <laughs> yeah, when we last spoken, we had the, the podcast, you know, last week I, I said, you know, I was like worried. I was like, dear viewer, I hope you know where I am. And, and you know, and I, and I listened to like, you know, the week, the, the episode, the, the last one that came out, and I was like, oh, man. That was crazy, mm-hmm. but um, so I'll, I'll separate the two, so, just so that I don't just overlap and go back and forth. Um, I'll start with the championship game because I wanted just to get that one out. So, of the way. with that being said, if we're going to start with the championship game, yeah. I was somehow well, I I was wrong, but I was right. Um, I, I was right for the wrong reasons. My original point was that if you guys won the final four there was zero chance that you were going to win the championship. Mm-hmm. And you did not win the championship. Um, but I predicted it was because you would come out flat uh, after that giant game. That mm-hmm. is not what happened. You... <laughs> no, they came out really the exact well. the opposite of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> they came out firing. And so, yeah, so ultimately, yeah, they, they came out, they built a huge lead, and then they lost it. Um, but I think that the losing of the lead is one of those things where, like, I think they built it because I think Kansas was really, really good. And I think early on they were just missing these these gimmies, and they were just driving the lane and just throwing up, you know, hey, like, Hail Marys and, and not making them or just throwing up lay, uh, layups and things that I think that they probably did make all season and just right. straight up missing them, right? And the supporting cast is just so much deeper. They had, like, two – I don't even remember the names, but they had, like, two dudes – who were just driving every time. They had that big dude in the middle. They had Remy Martin coming off the bench. They had that other guy who was like the national Big 12 player of the year. Like They, they were just loaded. Mm-hmm. And so when they went up 15, I remember I turned to my friend who went with us. I, I you know, everybody, we were at a bar watching and everybody's celebrating. And I look at her and I'm like, Cassidy, you know what's coming, right? And she's like, yep, it's not going <laughs> to last. I'm like, yeah, dude, I would much rather be up by three or four. Because I know that this 15 is not going to last. Because yeah. everywhere in the universe, the universe will, will will never just give Carolina everything at once. right? It'll give Carolina 2017, but it'll also give us 2016. right? It'll mm-hmm. give us 2009, but it'll also give us 2012, which is a team that's just as good, and except they lost their point guard. And like, it just came, like, just, like, it, it's like a big what-if team all the time. Right? Right. It'll give us... 2019 and the promise of a great team and then it'll give us the 2019 tournament where they run into a buzzsaw right right so i was telling castle i was like it will never give it won't give us duke back to back like this is too much like the universe will break us <laughs> in the worst possible time and it did um and it sucks because like i i you know they were they were playing the whole day i was sort of like well you know we're just playing with house money but then being then being up by 15 i was like well you know like they could do this they could pull it off and then kansas came back and then our best defender went out with four fouls, I think, like, with 10 minutes to go. And that's kind of, you know, I was telling Sydney, I was like, you know, the gap between our first and second best offensive player is very small. We have a lot of guys who can put up a lot of points. But the gap between our best defender and our worst def- or second best worst def- or second best defender is much bigger, right? Mm-hmm. So when he went out, it just kind of, you know, sort of went down. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, I was bummed. And then I was also like, I don't know. I, I would have much rather been, like, you know, Losing by seven the whole time because then you go, well, you know, our talent just wasn't there. Rather right. than lose the lead, and not just lose the lead, but then also, you know, be up 69 to 68 with I think like a minute to go. 
and then the ball's in the air, and they do like you know, like the the double rebound that the, the wait, like somebody grabs it, but it pops it back up, and then yeah. somebody else grabs it. Because I think we had it for a split second, and then Kansas got it, and then they took the lead, and then they never gave it back. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, just like a bunch of little of those things where like you think about it, you go, dude, man, if they would have gotten that one, but then you have to go, wait, no, it's okay, it's okay, house money, house money, house money, beat yeah. Duke, beat Duke, right, right, right. so. I, I was sad, but it, it it's okay. You know, it, it is what it is, and you know, remember like when the tournament started, or even before then. I remember remember me telling you, "Hey, man, you know this team is great, but they're soft as baby shit." Remember? Yeah. And so to they were not so. <laughs> no, they they dude they rallied back. You know, they were against UCLA. They were down three or four the, pretty much the whole game until they weren't against Duke. They were back and forth. I think they were like eighteen lead changes. So um, I, mean, I remember is, yeah. te- I remember texting you in the Duke game because I did watch that one. There was a point at the beginning of the second half, Duke came out, scored maybe nine unanswered or something like that, and we're up seven. And I text you, and it was, trying to think, it was, so I didn't text you before it happened, but my thought was, I was like, this is the moment where Carolina is going to get blown out. Yeah. Like, it feels, like everything feels wrong. It was close, you came out of halftime flat. Duke is immediately popping off. I was like, it's about to just be curtains. You're about to just get rolled through. And then Caleb Love hit two big threes back to back, pulled it together, and I texted you. I was like, that was just about to get out of hand. Like, yes. I, felt, yeah, I mean, I yeah, felt I, so I strongly in my soul. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like right there, Razor's thing. And same thing happened in the national championship where Brady Manick hit two back to back threes to put us up. I think. Or either put his butt up or, or put us back up to within tennis or after up tennis or something like that. And mm-hmm. I tweeted out, I said, no matter what happens, I will have the feeling I have right now after two back to back Brady Manic threes. Because I was just trying to hold on to anything because I, right. I, I feel it spiraling, dude. Like, <laughs> there's nothing worse than the sensation I felt like in the first 10 minutes of that game as you see the lead just slip between your fingers. And they call timeouts. Oh, oh my God, dude. Okay, so we went to this um, sports bar to watch it. Mm-hmm. And it was me, Sydney, her sister, um, my friend Andy, and then our, my friend Cass, who I mentioned before, and her boyfriend. So the six of us in a booth. And before the game started, they had like a DJ set up, right? And mm-hmm. so the guys was playing music when the game starts. And I'm like, dude, like, got the music. We're listening. That's the national anthem, but I like hearing like the noise, right? You like hearing like the buzz before the game tips off. I don't want to yeah. just go straight from music to the tip off. And so. You know, the guy after a timeout or after during the TV timeout to play music, right? So the first half, yeah. it's awesome, dude. We're like, you know, jump on it, jump on it. <laughs> At halftime, right? Slide to the left. So, yeah, dude, we're like on it. We're all dancing and stuff. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Even though, like I said, me and Cass were like linking brains <laughs> telepathically being like, this is, it's going down the toilet soon. Yeah. Even being up 15. Because we, her and I have, yeah, we, we've just been through all of it. And so, then the second half, it's just a slip away, and it's like, we're down by one, or Hubert calls a timeout because <laughs> they finally took the lead, and then we just hear, like, the some Flowrider song. Crisscross! Mm-hmm. No, yeah, some <laughs> fucking Flowrider song. Uh, I don't even think of what it is. Apple bottom jeans, <laughs> boots, and dude, literally everybody just death stared at the guy. We're just like, dude, like, read the fucking room. We all want to jump off a cliff right now, and you're over there playing Flowrider? Like, come on. <laughs> So that was terrible. Cut the shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was championship. Yeah, you know, it would have been nice, but it is what it is. And it doesn't sting as much as 2016. Um, mostly because, like I said, I dude, all season, they did not play well. So if the all season they would have been like a number one team, 
you know, you build this anticipation and to watch it all crumble away by like with a, with a three point loss with a potential tie tying three at the end. I just I was like, you know, like I would have that would have been the worst. But because this sort right. of came on in the last like three or four weeks, it's kind of like, well, you know, it was just like a nice little spur of the moment, right? Like a little right. little little flash in the flash in the pan. Um, and so, yeah, so that's the national championship. And then going back two days before that at the Duke game, <clears throat> that was the one where I was, dude, I was, oof. I mean, you heard, mm-hmm. yeah, they do that all day that day. I felt like shit, and I, or not felt like shit, but I was like, oh my god, like, dude, if we win, or like, man, if we lose, and oh my god, oh my god. And so, um, I'll just tell you a quick story about how I watched it because it's I felt kind of bad afterward. So we were in Charlotte to visit. We were just doing like a, a Charlotte trip that had been on the calendar for forever. And so I told Sydney, I was like, right, we'll, what we'll do is we'll hang out with friends during the day and then in the in the evening we'll like go watch at a sports bar somewhere or something right like or just even like a regular bar with like a tv or something because i really mm-hmm. i want to be in a hole during this moment and so yeah sure cool. so the day happens and then in the, in the afternoon in the evening we go um with our friends mary and ryan they just got married and they own a house down in charlotte kind of near where we were around and so he they're like hey mm-hmm. just you know just come back to our place we'll watch at our place we have cable we order some wings you know and, and i was like yeah sure and so yeah, so we go back to their place, and I'm on this like, like I'm in the living room. I'm sitting on like a kitchen table, uh, chair, just like rubbing my knees and like, 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 hey, wings! I'm like, oh, cool wings! Oh, my <laughs> Stabby with one of the wings, and so it's me, Ryan, his wife Mary, two of Ryan's friends, uh, Sydney, her sister, and then one of our other mutual friends, and so it's like all of them. But I'm clearly the biggest fan, and I mm-hmm. thought, hey, they'll sort of read my energy, and they'll meet me there right because they'll know that it means a lot to me so therefore they'll meet me at the peak yeah. that was not the case whatsoever <laughs> because i am dude i am like having a full-on panic attack and like you know brady manic makes a dunk a put back dunk or something like that and i just jump up and i'm like let's go Fuck! and they're all looking at you they're all like this and then so and then it's so like the, the end, fucking dude, meme where uh god it's the dude in the corner of the fucking room it's like they don't know how stressed oh I yeah am they right don't now. know how stressed i am like yeah we do you you've been sweating profusely and panting in the corner um so at the end dude you know um uh you know it's, it's back and forth back and forth they go up two, then fucking duke hits the three and I'm like it's over and then the other guy, they, then they we score a bucket, and then we make some free throws, but then they score right back. And then at the end, we go up by one, right? Mm-hmm. And then Caleb Love hits a three to put us up by four, pretty much ending the game. And I was like, dude, I was like, let's go. Oh, I jumped up. And so then, uh, I, you know, then at that point, it's a free throws game, right? Right. And so I, walk, I literally, dude, I'm like, I can't do this. I stand up. I walk to the kitchen, and they can see. I can't see the TV, but they can see me pacing in the kitchen just back and forth just like what is going on what they're like is look this? at this what fucking weirdo <laughs> and so then you know the last thing is i think duke has the ball with seven seconds they shoot it caleb love gets a rebound or rg davis gets a rebound and you know they throw it up in the air in that moment dude when the clock hits zero dude i fuck just the most primordial scream i go let's go jesus fuck fuck <laughs> shit let's go like at the top of my lungs dude like not even like totally like uh what's it called when you don't do something on purpose just totally like and it burned, reflective like uh, yeah reflective yeah, yeah something yeah. like that yeah dude they're all staring at me like i just killed a puppy and they're like <laughs> this man is insane what the fuck and i was like oh my god i felt so bad and immediately i was just like 
and I turned to Mary, you know, the, the her and her, my my friends, her and her husband on the house, and I'm like, Mary, I just want to apologize. I am so sorry for that. That was too much. I am so sorry. Should have turned around and been like, so how about those wings? <laughs> how about those wings? <laughs> I felt so bad because then later on, Sydney was like, that was too much. That was. Um... <laughs> Oh my god, uh, that's amazing! But dude, like, dude, like <laughs> that. Too much. <laughs> yeah, she was like that. You got a little bit too much sip on your chip, okay? Oh man. Oh man. But it, yeah, dude, like that. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why all day Monday I was like, oh, I gotta build that up again. That like and that excitement. Like it's just. Oh, yeah, meanwhile, Flo Rida's playing in the background. <laughs> Apple bottom jeans, boots with the furs. In my nightmares, yeah. I'm going to hear that fucking song. <laughs> oh, no, he ruined a Flo Rida song for you. Oh, no. <laughs> How will I ever survive 2007 to 2013? Uh, oh, man. But, yeah, so that that whole, uh, I, I did not watch the championship game, but I was kind of, like, following along. But um, yeah. the Duke game, well, that was a crazy one. Because they fucking tip off at nine twenty. Yeah. Like, because oh, oh. I was like, I told Sydney, I was like, hey, we should get a reservation for a place in Chapel Hill, and she's like, oh, hey, cool, I'll see if my sister wants to come. Like, what time does tell us should be ready? Like seven? Like, what time does the game start? Seven thirty? And I was like, yeah, probably like seven thirty, like normal human time. And I go check on ESPN app nine twenty. I was like, oh, out of your fucking mind. On a Monday? Yeah, exactly. Like, on a month, not even a weekend. Like. <laughs> On Monday, bro. It makes no sense, dude. They should move all the clocks, all the, all the dates back like two days, right? Because they're they're saying that you know the women's final four is on Friday, I think. So what they should do is do the women's final four on Thursday, men's final four on Friday, women's championship on Saturday, and then men's championship on Sunday, or even move them back a whole other day. Start on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is the men, women's championship, and then Saturday. <coughs> it, it it just just makes no sense. Yeah. It's outrageous. I do want to say uh, one thing. It kind of unrelated, really. Um, one of the things that was the most uh, I, I just saw today. I don't know if he just made the announcement today, but it's it's the most indicative of Carolina basketball somehow. And this sounds stupid because this sounds like the shit you pitch if you're fucking recruiting. But even from the outside looking in, uh, Baycott is coming back for his... That's outrageous. Like, yeah, what are you talking about? I know he's coming back, but like, how how does Carolina keep getting these fucking kids to come back? Like, everybody talks about Duke and like, you know, a brother, whatever. But like, people come to Duke for a year and they peace the fuck out. Like, why is Baycott coming back? I mean, I don't know what his NBA I, prospects are like, but they can't be horrible. Like, I think he was the only one, I think the only one who had any kind of, like, what's it called? Uh, draft, what do they call it? Uh, mock draft yeah. potential was Caleb Love. And even he was going, like, mid-second round. Right. So, I think he saw the the, the thing and he was like, you know what? I make some pretty good money in this NIL because you know they got the you know we don't know how much money they make and who's paying this or that or whatever. So he probably makes you know something approaching. I would think maybe close to what a G leaguer would make, which is where I think he would end up. Uh, I think there's a limit on the NIL, isn't there? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, no. 
right, never mind. Uh, I, yeah, I don't it, know. It says there's no limit to how much student athlete may earn from NIL deals and activities. Yeah, because that guy, the, the quarterback, he was a quarterback who was signed to Ohio State. I forget his first name, but I remember his last name was Ewers, like like Evers, but Ewers, E-W-E-R-S. Okay. And that dude went to Ohio State, got a million dollars of NIL stuff, and then he transferred this off season to Texas. So he just got a cool million, didn't even play at Ohio State. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so I don't think, yeah, I think there's a limit. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's coming back. And I didn't think he was gonna. I think the only guys, I, I mean, I literally, when the game ended, I was like, well, that was fun. Never to see those guys again. But now right. the, the other guys might come back. And um, we had two guys leave for transfer, through the transfer portal today. But it's like, you know, that's the Wild West. Like, we'll get two guys to plug in and stuff. And Right. And I, yeah, I, I just thought that was I, – I thought that was, like, super indicative of just, like, Carolina basketball, I think. Like, I, every team now – all the big teams are, you know, there, there's a lot of guys that are one and dones. Um, maybe not so much with teams like Villanova or Gonzaga. Um, yeah. But, like, Carolina seems to get guys that, like, you wouldn't be surprised if they were one and dones, and then they just don't, and they stay. Yeah. Like – Harrison Barnes, 100% was supposed to be a one-and-done. He stayed. Um, and I know he kind of underperformed, so that's probably got something to do with why he stayed. Yeah. But, like, you know, Cole Anthony left, so that he was mm-hmm. a, he was an actual one-and-done. But ultimately, like, I, I'm just surprised a school that big is able to get recruits that big and then able to continuously be at the top. I think the difference between, like, uh, Gonzaga, Villanova, and those teams is I feel like they're only good when their upperclassmen are good. Whereas I feel like Carolina's always good, and then randomly they do have, like, people that stay four years, and it throws yeah. me off every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, the championship teams have always been, you know, sort of older, a couple of older guys, and then maybe, like, one spark plug freshman or, like, sophomore. So, like, in 09, they had Ed Davis? Yeah, they had Ed Davis, and so they had a whole big squad, but then Ed Davis would come off the bench and you'd be like, wow, this guy's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. In 05, they had the whole older squad, but they also had Marvin Williams, a freshman, right, coming off the bench. And then in 2017, they had Tony Bradley coming off the bench, freshman. He went one and done, too, strangely enough. So anytime, so basically what we need now is for all these dudes to come back, the ones that can, and then get, like, a freshman who's, like, actually legitimately good, like, right off the rip. Like, mm-hmm. no, none of this, like, two points, one rebound kind of thing. Like, a guy who can right. come in, drop, like, eight or eight and six in, like, six to ten minutes, right? Right. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, Cindy was like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, Cindy, we were so close, but now Brady Manic's gone. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, you can just get another Brady Manic. And I'm like, well... He's like the best transfer like <laughs> ever. So like it's it, it's sort of like you know watching. Well, you know, I, I was gonna say it's a bad example. My brain went to it's like watching Brett Favre retire, but then you get Aaron Rodgers. So maybe not that, but like <laughs> you know, it's like watching you know somebody who like just slipped in perfectly, and then it's like, well, we can just get another one. It's like, it's like you know, just get another one of those. We've had transfers before, and they've been ass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I had to throw that in there cause I just, it like struck me as odd when I saw it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we'll see who else comes back. Um, you know, what kind of recruits they get and it's just, it's, it, it's, it, I, I, I'll never jump off of Carolina basketball. Um, but I, there are definitely seasons where I'm like, you know, I, I'm not as like into it 
you know, I guess, or following it in the offseason as fervently as I have before, right? Like, before 2016, I was like, dude, let's go, dude. Like, these dudes are about to go off. We're getting everybody back. We're getting some freshmen. Mm, let's go, right? Like, I'm following, like, yeah. in, like now, like in April, right? And I'm like, mm, dude, I'm ready. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Yeah, and then all, you I know, all I know about Syracuse basketball is Jim Beheim's out here playing his fucking kids, and I'm like, all right, we just got to – <laughs> but but I'm sure like what I'm, what I'm gonna say is like I'm sure if they rattled off like a nice like you know thirty and six season you're like oh, next season you're like back on it you're like I'm on it yeah, baby. yeah and it's sure. kind of and what I was gonna say is that it's kind of like with the Cowboys right, right. where you give me 2014 I'm like mm, or I'm like I'm going in 2014 and I'm like dude I, I guess I'll watch football like who cares <laughs> right. And then 2014 happens, you're like, 2015, baby, let's go, it's our time, it's our time. And then, of course, that shit, you're like, well, dude, 2016, I don't want to watch it, dude, they kind of suck, rookie quarterback, rookie <laughs> And then, of course, they do that, and you're like, let's go, 2017, baby, 2017, and then they shit the bed, right? It's just up and right. down, and then they do, same thing, 2018, like, I don't want to watch fucking 2018. But then they're fucking awesome, you're like, I'm back for 2019, but then they shit, they suck, right? So it's like, it's like that, like, up and down, up and down. So I've never been super down on Carolina, but this is one where I'm like, it's what, April, it's mid-April right now, where I'm like, let's start this season, man. Let's fucking go, man. Let's go, right? So, you know, it, it, it's the up and downs of fandom where I would much rather be like I was this year and just kind of be like, eh, Carolina game's on. I'll watch it. You know, I, I love watching it. And then they'd rattle off this magical month, then be like, you know, it'd be December 1st, them lose to Michigan State, and me be like, dude, fucking basketball sucks. Why am I a fan? This shit sucks. What the fucking bullshit? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that, uh, but that's uh, you know the NCAA tournament. It's uh, you know a quick little review over Carolina's last few games and and uh, you know that yeah. whole that whole uh, Some, roller coaster. Yeah, and I know well, I know, and it, we just went like really heavy on Carolina stuff. But it's just like me, like it's just all the pent up stuff I've had like the last two weeks. Where I've been like, <laughs> right. you know, right, I waft between being like, you know what, we we beat Duke and we didn't win the championship, but that's okay. Between me being like, I'd be like, well, you know. You beat Duke, that's nice, but, like, winning a championship would have been nice because somebody asked me the question, they're like, well, you know, would you have rather, like, beaten somebody else and then win the championship or beating Duke and not win the championship? I'm like, dude, win the championship every time because then whenever nah. I won. I, I think I'd choose Duke. Like, you think so? I think so. Uh, uh, I, I, it's easy. They picked that one, too, and I was like, I don't know because then if it's a championship, I can, like, Walk into the Dean Dome where I can put on a t-shirt and be like, we won. It says here, we won the championship. We were the best team that year. Or I can walk into the Dean right. Dome, point up at the banner and be like, look at that. That says we won, right? They're not going to put up banners for beating Duke. They're not, I mean, they, they do have t-shirts for beating Duke, but I'm not going to buy one. And so it's it's much more tangible. It's like there, right? You go right, to Wikipedia but... and it has a little bold where it says final team, right? And maybe that's just me because I, I just like having like, it's like very like analytical. Like very, I don't know. I like being like. Wikipedia stats, right? Like being like, how many championships? Oh, seven to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like very like. My uh. my thing is that like, you can. I mean, this is an especially. I, I especially feel this way because of you know Carolina's history and pedigree, but like national championships for you guys are not like some impossible thing to come by. You know what I mean? You have a handful of them. You'll get a handful more, I'm sure, but you will only ever once. Give Coach K his final loss of his career. You know what I mean? Like, that is true. That is you true. know what I mean? Like, like you could three years from now win another uh, championship, and it's whatever. You know what I mean? Not whatever, yeah. but you, it, it's another banner. It's not a thing that you one time can be like. It, 
like fucking J.J. Reddick's ever. <laughs> Every time they see him, like, you lost a senior night. Like, right, right, right. You lost yeah, your last right, home yeah. game. You lost your last tournament game to us. Like, we we could not have put you down more aggressively in your final season. We okay. ended your season as aggressively as we could. <laughs> like, okay. well, they, yeah, I'm not, they're making me feel a little better. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm swinging back the other way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where I've been the last two weeks, I've been like, it would be so fucking nice. Or being like, oh, God, this sucks. Now, if you're fucking, if you're Wichita State in the championship game and you put your rival down, then I'd be like, I think I would have rather had that national championship. But, like, specifically because, you know, between Duke, between Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, it's not unreasonable to assume you'll be back there soon. You know what I mean? Like, that. so that, I think, is why, to me, the beef carries more weight um, no, I, I, than the I agree. I just think it, it, it it's just like the timing. It's just like, you know, we're here now and it's like, dude, you know, it's going to take years to get back to like this thing again. But uh, what I mean by that is that like even Kansas, you know, Blue Blood, they're always in the tournament. They're always a one seed. They're always, you know, right there. And they hadn't won since 2008, right? Kentucky hasn't won since 2012 and they haven't been to a championship game since 2014. Duke hasn't mm-hmm. won since 2015. They haven't been back to one since then. So it's like, it's like, yeah, like there is a high chance that it's gonna happen. But then it's like, you know, nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. But you're right. Like you said, it's to be like, well, you know, be Coach K, right? Then it, that that's yeah, that that's that there. like literally the face of your rival. Like Coach uh, Coach K's face is more synonymous with Duke than the actual fucking Duke Blue Devil. Like. That's that's how aggressive you guys like, were yeah. about putting that man in his place before he left home. Uh, like, and he better not come back from a fucking come out of retirement. You fucking put him down again. Like, put him down again. <laughs> now that that would be better than any national championship. If that man came back out of retirement to try and like not go down like that, and then you put him down like put that again, again. Whew, double tap. That shit, that shit would be. So Oh, there it is. That that's the uh, that's well. The he would he would not schedule. He he would not. Ha- he'd be like, I, we have to schedule a different game for the home game. <laughs> We're gonna make it happen somehow. That's the um, yeah. That's the that's the like the um. What am I trying to say? The the fucking like the the headline for the school newspaper. Double tap right there. Yeah, Boom. It is one hundred percent. Um, do you want to touch on this last thing, or you want to just push it to next week? Um, we can just push it. Uh, yeah, we went long on on the Carolina one. I just like yeah. I think if we would have. Recorded last week, I think we would have been able to squeeze it in. But this week, I've just had two weeks of just me being like, we we could have won, dude. But then me being like, it's okay, we'd be doing Screaming in someone's house. (laughs) Screaming. Disrupting the peace of their home. (laughs) I felt so bad. And in that moment. Motherfuckers walked around the house after you left, like, fucking Kyrie with the sage in the arena. Just (laughs) (laughs) This this fucking bad juju around here. Burn the chair he sat in. (laughs) It's too much. It's too much. This is aura. Oh, um, God. But like I said, well, that's the thing, dude. So like, so if somebody comes to my house and they're super into like NASCAR or something, right? And they're screaming for this thing that clearly means a lot to them, I'll join them because I'll be like, "Fuck yeah, dude, let's go!" You know, like <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. No, and I, I just thought that that's what I, energy I was gonna be getting. And right. then when I what when I didn't and I wasn't, I was like, oh, I feel bad because he looks around like fucking John Travolta where he does the fucking like he's on oh, yeah, the jacket. Like, mm-hmm. He's like, what the yeah. fuck is going on here? Yeah. It's like, they, 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 like I don't know. I, I guess 
I guess in like Sydney's mind or sister, they'd be like, oh, "We're just gonna be like, we're gonna watch the game, and then afterward, we're just gonna be like, right? Like, what the fuck did they expect? I'm gonna just watch the game calmly. Get the fuck out of my face." Yeah, like I if you like, see me at a Cowboys game regular season week five, bro, you I am not. If it's close, I'm not just gonna be like, "Oh well, need, sorry we lost that one." <laughs> Nino, like, right? Fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna say like I'm just. This is only I don't know the biggest game in college basketball in a, in a long time in like a good long like just biggest. And so I'm like, I don't know. I I, I don't I don't fault them because you know I I should have known that that not everybody is my level of fandom but still i was like well now hold on no i see i disagree yeah i'm i'm gonna shit on your friends (laughs) (laughs) i'm disrespecting your friends right now (laughs) like but like it's not like bro are you telling me they don't have that level of excitement for anything in their life like (laughs) i think so i i think they do but it's like it's hard to just channel that like that's right, what right. I'm saying. Like, like if I know that, like you said, if somebody came over here about, f- here's the thing, I don't give a shit about watching golf, but I've watched somebody be super excited about the end of golf, and I'm there with them. I'm like, yo, that is an amazing shot. Holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm buying into fucking golf. Be like, I can't believe he chipped that shit in from the bunker on the final hole. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I, I'm, I'm there. Like, don't, nah, man, don't, don't just sit here and give me crazy looks. Like, you knew why yeah. I was here. Like, <laughs> you know the whole reason I'm here that. is because I didn't want to be in public because I knew this shit was gonna stress me out too much. Yeah, what that should tell you something. If I'm literally like, <laughs> take like the fucking like I'm the fucking moon. Ma- I'm the fucking what is it called? The Wolf Man. Be like, I cannot be out when the moon is out. You gotta, you gotta chain me. <laughs> right, and then when the werewolf showed up overnight, chained down, they were like, "What is this? Why are my sheep's in tathers? Like, who tore my sheep's limb to lamb? Was it you, Wolf Man? God damn it!" <laughs> You're a fucking weird wolf, man. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, what do you want uh, me to say? Uh, <laughs> the wolf bitch, man, I'm in a trash can. The wolf man's walking home, fucking just like like the Hulk, like just the top of his jeans. Oh shirt, yes, fuck, yes, holding my and, jeans, holding my but, shirt but together. Then, but then like doing... his wife is next to him on the way home with uh, married to the wolf man, knowingly. It's like <laughs> that was too much. <laughs> Oh, putting my thumb out, holding my bindle. Like, oh. You're why the wolf man's wife is like, that was too much. You shouldn't have done all that, like, yeah. bitch. Um, but yeah, so that's oh, it. man. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, I was gonna say one more thing. Oh, so in that moment when it ends and I scream and I realize that I fucked up, I was so desperate to chest bump somebody or being like, <laughs> like, please, somebody do something. That I literally just got my phone out. They're all like, "Ever yeah, nice, nice." I'm like, "I gotta call somebody." I call my friend Zach from college, and I'm like, "Dude, dude!" And I'm like screaming on the phone, and he's like on the other here. I hear him on the other side. The dude's about to have like a fucking panic attack. He's like, "Oh, oh dude, we fucking tired. We fucking oh, I fucking told you, man. Like I should have been at your house. Not should have been at your house, bro. He, he lives in Atlanta. I was like, I should have driven five hours. Oh fuck. Yeah. Whew. But you know, like I said, I'm of two minds. Or I, in in that moment, I was like, I, could, I was like, you know what? I would have liked for them to have more energy. But I was wilding a little bit. I, <laughs> I was, in fact, bugging. I um, am, in fact, an almost thirty year old man screaming at teenagers. So. The... <laughs> well, when you put it that way, we all feel like assholes. Uh, <laughs> so, right. Oh, I think the moment that 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 sports that you should. 
the, 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 the moment that you should feel bad, or not feel bad, the moment that you come to the realization that maybe it's not okay is the exact moment that the Super Bowl MVP is younger than you, right when that tip happens. That's when you should, that's, that's like for me when I'm like, you know what, man, I let, you know, like, I, like, I. Nah, what don't do dial think? it back. Because if the Cowboys know. were in a Super Bowl, it doesn't matter how old fucking their quarterback is, but I'm losing my fucking mind. <laughs> like, Dude, like yeah. my house is going to have holes in it, and that could be even if they win. Like, I'm just going to just be. If they make a deep playoff run ever in my life, I, I, I I'm going to be screaming, yes, let's <laughs> fucking go. Motherfucker out there with a walker, arms shaking, trying to hold up your weight. The Wolfman is back, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, fuck, bro. I just got dizzy. (laughs) That's the tipping point, right? When you laugh so hard about a thing, you get dizzy. Oh, fuck, bro. Oh, man. Oh, man. But, but, yeah, but, yeah. It's like one of those things, it's like, like I said, I'm so sorry to the people who I did that to. But then also, it's like you know, in that moment, I, I in that moment, I was infinite, like the fucking <laughs> fucking hit him with the who do you think you are? I am. Yes, yeah, that's exactly oh. how I felt. Oh, and Sydney's the crying lady in the crowd, not out of <laughs> joy, but just out of pure embarrassment. Um, her, her sister's talking to her or something. Like, are you sure you made the right decision? <laughs> This man? This man? <laughs> this is the... Is this your team? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. All right, well, that's the episode for this week. Um, if... he's, 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 he's ripping the heads off listening to Petey Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Bro, you scream in the house, you fucking pull it up on your phone, play it out of your phone speaker. <laughs> Not even out of like an actual stereo, just fucking just in the kitchen. Does anybody have a red solo cup? I can put this phone in. <laughs> oh god! All right, you want to catch me? Catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. <laughs> if you want to catch the podcast directly, you can catch us at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or email us Different Animals Podcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.